Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, episode 131, myself and Mike sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into that, a few housekeeping things. This episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fanny, but more on that later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. Looking for ways to help support us? You can share this podcast on social media or leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Those two things help us tremendously. Got a few bucks to spare? You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash controller or buy something from our shop at passthecontroller.threadless.com. And enjoy this week's episode of the Pass Controller Podcast, episode 131. This episode is going to be so jam-packed with horrible takes, mm-hmm. our comments on recent things happening in the gaming and their world, yeah. and probably, just maybe, some cat butts. Okay. Because she's probably going to hop up there in a second. But let's just, <clears throat> let's just get right into it, Mike, because we got we a, we a jam-packed little episode here. And what I want to start off with is... I watched uh, I watched the first episode of Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Have you started watching it? Nope. Now, as somebody who is a fan of MCR, mm-hmm. as somebody who hasn't read the comics, right. I very much enjoyed the first episode. Uh, and Todd said it only gets better from there. Ooh. So I'm excited to to kind of lean more into that. I started watching the second episode. But I'm a big baby boy, and I fell asleep. So I will re- I will rewatch the second episode. But I, I enjoy I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's only like ten or something episodes. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, but I, it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. Um, it's something you're probably gonna watch, right? Yeah. You just haven't started yet. I haven't started yet. What about uh, I know everyone's been taught like Todd and Joe. I don't know if Dom started it, but Doom Patrol. Dom started. Uh, oh no, he started tight. Did he start Doom Patrol too? I think he might have started both. I don't know. Did yeah, you I start think... either or no? No. Uh, I think he said that he started Doom Patrol because I I literally only gave him my DC password like yesterday. Yeah. Is there a preferred uh, method you're gonna approach these three shows? Um, all honest, in all honesty, it's probably going to be Umbrella Academy first out of sheer convenience because the DC universe doesn't stream to my preferred TV as easily like I have to kind of jump through a couple hoops what where can you get is it not like you can't download it on Xbox no I looked for it oh what what do I have to get it on um Apple TV have it or no I don't I don't know if Apple TV has it like there's an app on my phone and like if I were to use my Chromecast it would you work it's it just that yeah it's that my Chromecast is plugged into a different TV I don't like watching it on that TV first world problems Mike. so i could i could watch it like i could watch it on my laptop i could play it on my laptop and then mirror the screen onto my tv yeah that all works but I don't if do it. if you perfect world everything's just ready to go on your tv you would start with doom patrol oh i don't know i honestly um i'm not even sure if doom patrol i think dc if if it's they're doing it weekly episodes right I think not bingeable weekly, yeah yeah so i think that would probably be a deciding factor yeah. like I would I could at least would you rather binge it would that be like a more 
I don't think so. I don't think I'm in that mental space anymore that I can binge a show. Do everything you watch, you just do one at a time? Not one at a time, but like I I might be able to a lot an hour of a time thing like a, into yeah. a oh, show. Oh, is focus or just lack of, lack of time? Focus. Like I I mean Saturday for instance. Mhm. Or Sunday is actually a better example cuz Sunday like I got up late and like I didn't do anything. Yeah. I could have watched several shows. Mm-hmm. Could have gone through a lot. Instead, I turned off I turned on Overwatch League My and man. then like My took a man. Like I just yeah, had but that that just sounds like an ideal day. So you know, maybe maybe like some nice breakfast in the mix somewhere late, of course. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm talking, I'm talking pancakes for fucking dinner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just said it. Yeah, I guess. Um, see, I, I think I'm the opposite. I mean, for me, it's just a time thing. But if there was like a moment where I had the time, like I'd fucking give me a show, throw it up there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking eat that whole thing up. You know what I mean? Give me give me episode after episode. Like that's why I went that's why as soon as I finished the first episode of Umbrella Academy, I probably watched it Friday night at like I don't know. I probably started the first episode at like eleven or twelve on Friday. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And then I'm like, Well, I need to see I need to see what's going on next. Like I need to keep this going and my, my body wasn't not ready. Was not ready. Um so yeah, I mean, I'm excited to, to, to bang that out. I'm excited to watch a show that is like a, a current show that people are talking about mm-hmm. and actually watch it and like be a part of the conversation. That's nice. It is nice. I haven't had that in a while. I know. I don't even know what the last show I would have been for me to, to do that. I mean, there's still a glimmer of hope in my eye that I think I'm going to try to actually do Game of Thrones before it comes back. When does it come back? April. I'm probably not going to do that. No. But I want to. Um, do you watch Game of Thrones? You don't, no. right? Any interest? Eh, I don't really care. Anymore. Not a dragon guy? Hey, listen, your boy likes dragons. It's just... Not a penis guy? Yeah, I'm not, not into penises as okay. much. Okay, all right, yeah. Makes I mean, it's not, like a, it's not like a deal breaker for me or anything. It's yeah. just like, I'm not going to go out of my way for it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um... So I'm excited for those shows. Umbrella Academy, for, so far, first episode, it hooked me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to watch the rest of that. I I like their minimalistic, like, superhero look. Mm-hmm. Like, just the thing. And it looks really good on screen. Like, it looks good. Yeah. Um, But I'm enjoying it so far. I, I, I think it's uh, going to be a show that I am fond of. Will it be a top show for me? I have no idea. But it's enjoyable. Um, But there was another show. Jesus. There was another show. That I also started watching. And this is a perfect segue into everyone's favorite segment of the Past Control Podcast. Mike's in a minute. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Mike's in a minute. Uh, what are you watching, Mike, for anime? Anything good? Anything new? Anything hot and spicy? No, not really. What, what is uh, the next anime on your, on your fucking palate? Uh... I don't know. I feel like I just signed up for Funimation for some reason. They have their own app now? Yeah. Oh, so then that will actually, while you pull that up, so... I like I add stuff on here. I started watching. Um, my roommate is a cat. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I saw it. Probably some somewhere social media. I saw a post, and I was like, well, I'm intrigued because this is about a cat, clearly. So... I went on to the old YouTube looking for, like, a clip or a trailer or something just to, like, wet my whistle, just to see if I would like it. I happened to stumble upon 
the first episode English dub, so I watched it, and like I don't know if this is like a great anime, but for me it's a great anime because it's about a fucking cat pretty much. Um, and I love that the first um, the. I won't, like, get too much into it in case anyone else is interested in watching it. And I don't know if every episode does this. But basically, in the first episode, the first half of the episode is through the the guy's perspective. And then the second half of the episode is pretty much the same stuff, but through the cat's perspective. And I fucking loved it. It was fucking great. It was, uh, it was good times. But you brought up Funimation having their own thing now. And now I'm nervous because how much does it cost? So I didn't do the paid version. I did the free version. So there's a free commercial version? There's a free commercial version that I think it also just, like, has less available stuff. And, like, it won't do, um, like, some shows they'll do simulcast dubs. So, like, the episode will air in Japan and there'll be, like, an English dub that will release shortly after. Okay. So I don't think you get those. Interesting. Uh, Because they... They had a partnership with Crunchyroll, and then, like, they said, I'm fucking splitting off to my own thing. God damn it, Funimation. Well, so now that makes this interesting for me, because when I looked it up, my roommate as a cat is on Crunchyroll, Mm -hmm. but on the website that I was reading where to watch it, Mm -hmm. it said that Funimation is producing an English dub. Yes. So does that so, mean it's going to be on both, but only Funimation's some, thing will have the dub? That might be how it shakes out. Uh, all right, whatever. Is there a Funimation app on Xbox? Probably. Okay. As long as I can watch this, I don't care if there's commercials. Like I, as long as I can watch the dub, because I'm, I'm a fucking I saw weed. it on here. My roommate. I'm just going to quote that. My roommate is cat. cat. Meow, 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 meow. Um, yeah, I don't have what my cue. What do we got? What do we got here? So... I can watch it in English, presumably, at least these first four episodes, but I know there's like seven. There is 12 episodes. All right. Total. I saw seven on V on Verve. I mean, maybe it's not all, maybe it it hasn't all aired because it came out in January. So Mm -hmm. it's like a new, it's an older manga, but a new anime. It came out in January. Yeah. Um, When I was looking up the, like where I could watch it and stuff and just looking a little bit more about the show... One of the things yeah, that up to seven, okay. One of the things that <laughs> piqued my interest was the the actual Japanese title of the show is not "My Roommate Is a Cat," mm-hmm. and it's "My Housemate Is on My Lap, But Sometimes on My Head." And yeah. I'm like, that's also a great title, but I could see why maybe that's not the good English title. Yeah, because that could go a different way. Well, you know, the Japanese have a funny way of, like, naming their shows. I mean, when you know it's about a cat, you that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't know it was about a cat, that could be, you know, this might this might be in the, uh, you know, the hentai section. It could be. You know what I mean? Um, but if it was named that in English, I probably wouldn't even looked into it because I wouldn't know it was about a cat. Only reason I'm watching this is about a cat. Okay. Um, but I, I'm I'm enjoying I enjoy the first episode. I, I I'm definitely gonna bang it out in twelve episodes. I can handle that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I was very excited to have something to contribute to to anime, like some some actual anime. I got very excited that I was yes. a part of that. So you're you're recommending? I would say that if you have a cat and or like cats. Mm-hmm. 
check out the first episode. Okay. Again, I don't know, like, until I watch the whole s- season, I think it's just that one season. Because the anime, I mean, the mangas are done. And I think it's just this one 12-episode <laughs> run here of, uh, of an anime. I, I don't know if it's going to be this fucking amazing anime. But because of the source material, I'm all about it. Okay. So, it might not be for everybody, but if you, again, fan of cats, this gets my fucking paw prints of approval. Wow. You just turned so many people off from watching this. Did I? Yeah. Did I? Um, so, moving on, because, you know, we do have a, a lot to cover in this jam-packed fucking episode here. Mm-hmm. The Oscars were this past weekend, Mike. Mm-hmm. Were me and Joe the ones that watched it? You didn't watch them, right? I didn't really watch them. You made a good choice. Were there any awards that you were hoping were going to get given to a specific thing that did not happen? Mm, I I glanced through the award winners this morning, and I don't remember anything sticking out to me saying like, "Oh, this guy was robbed." Do you have an opinion on Best Picture, or no? I mean. I feel like I've only many... seen one of those movies, so and it's f- Black Panther. I feel like that many people being upset about it can't be wrong. Green Book must have been fucking trash. So again, not having seen these movies, not having a, a real leg to stand on, but just seeing people's arguments this morning on Twitter, mm-hmm. what I gathered is people keep comparing it to Crash winning an Oscar mm-hmm. and saying that it's worse than that. Yeah. So. I don't know what to make of that other than clearly people weren't happy. But I also see a lot of people saying that Bohemian Rhapsody should have won. Oh, I saw a lot of people saying that Bohemian Rhapsody was also bad. Well, there's all there well there are people there were like people that were mad cuz didn't it win best picture at the Golden Globes. People were mad about that. I mean, there's people who are going to be mad about everything. But the the thing that is confusing to me is that one of the arguments I saw somebody make was Black Klansman, the Spike Lee movie, mm-hmm. deals with similar issues in a better way. Mm-hmm. So why wasn't that even nominated for Best Picture? Because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It won Best Screenplay, I believe. Yeah. But he wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I haven't seen any of these movies, so I don't really care too much. Mm-hmm. I would have been fucking pumped if Black Panther won, because it's the only movie I saw. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have, not that I wouldn't have cared, but like I definitely didn't expect it. I think it was more like... You know, they nominated because Disney really wanted to be nominated for... So, I think it was partly that, but when Jen and I were watching it last night, I think that this Oscars, they really made a push to try to get more people to watch it by nominating things like Black Panther, Avengers, was nominated for, like, like a C, I don't know, CGI or something. Yeah, visual effects. Visual effects, yes. Um, what else? I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is, is not that... I, I don't know. It's not an Oscar bait film. I feel like, yeah. I don't even think, I wouldn't consider, like, there's some films you, you see come out and you probably don't see them, but you're like, wow, that's a movie they're just trying to win an Oscar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't feel that about Black Panther. I don't feel that about A Star is Born. I don't feel that about, uh, maybe A Star is Born a little bit. But I didn't feel that way about Bohemian. Again, not having seen any of these movies, I don't fucking know. I feel like uh, music biopic picks music biopics I feel like try to be Oscar baby like I feel like well, Ray probably I, got nominated right I think he won for that he maybe won. he won best actor I don't know if it won best picture mm-hmm. cause he has an Oscar right Jamie Lee I mean Jamie Foxx yeah Jamie Lee Curtis also maybe 
uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, I believe he he probably got something for that. Yeah, I think he did. Um, I mean, well, there you go. Rami Malek won for mm-hmm. his portrayal too. Th- those ones are those are probably actually. You know what? Now that you say that, uh, again, my history with the Oscars and movies yeah. is not fucking. Like fantastic. I don't remember if um, Walk the Line got anything. The Ray I, Cash one. Yeah, Johnny see, Cash. No, I probably it may have won something. But with stuff like that, I guess, not that it's harder or easier to, like, rate someone's performance, but if you're playing a figure, it might be a little bit easier to be like, oh, well, here's a frame of reference. Wow, he really played Freddie Mercury well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess I guess there's, like, some something there, I guess. I Which know. goes back to Green Book, because everyone's saying... That he didn't play those characters... They didn't play those characters right, is what I saw. Yeah, like, the story that they represented never actually occurred oh really well like the way they presented the the events did not transpire the way it was a it was a bad portrayal of real events yeah like the family of uh i assume the black character wasn't even consulted about this movie like how it presented it oh wow like those two guys weren't actually friends the trip lasted like two weeks and this the movie is about race relations right yeah and people don't care for or rather the internet leads me to believe that people do not care for the kind of movie where like you know this white guy is racist but then he learns to not be racist not only that and not that this not that this should be the reason of anything but like when they got up to receive the award and it was like there's 30 white people on the stage Mm -hmm. I don't know my brain just goes what's what's happening here um, for the record, um, I feel like I liked the movie Crash, but I think I, it was I did like the movie Crash, but, but I was young. I was young, and like I get like I haven't revisited it, but I can get I get how it might have been like really I don't know pretentious is the word I'm looking for, but like it wasn't subtle about anything. It was just like racism, bad guys. Yeah, see how it happens, and like but like as a fucking young teen, I'm like, wow, this is deep, man. Yeah. What I will say is that I I don't hate their... I mean, I, I do think that part of their attempt with some of these movies being in certain categories and stuff this year was definitely to try to draw in more people to watch it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't hate the fact that they're also giving these other movies that typically don't get to be in these categories a, an actual, at least, fucking chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because... You look at previous Oscars, especially for Best Picture, half the time, none of us have seen these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's not to say that they're good or bad movies or that, like, whatever. But it, I can kind of feel like, you know, a, a superhero movie or some other niche film or whatever or, like, a blockbuster or something can't ever be held in high regard because it's not one of these films. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't hate the fact that they tried to put some of these movies in there and I'm happy they did that instead of their original plan which was like fan film or whatever the fuck it was that would have been god awful um I was happy that Black Panther did pick up some awards Mm -hmm. that's those are Marvel's first awards I'm pretty sure yep um which is awesome that's fucking fantastic which means no more can I say at least the DCEU has an Academy Award yeah Marvel has more now Marvel not only won one but they won several well, they won three. Yeah, Black Panther won three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Avengers, I wasn't really expecting 
to win that category, visual effects. Mm. Again, not seeing... I don't think I've seen any other movies in, in that category. But I, I'm actually kind of surprised because I... Again, I have not seen Ready Player One, mm-hmm. but didn't they use like brand new technology on that movie? They did something like I think even specifically for there's um, a part of the movie where they recreate The Shining, and mm-hmm. I believe they did something uh, special for that too. Yeah, so I mean, I, I if you just gave me the list of nominations, I probably would have been like, yeah, that one maybe stands a chance because of whatever. But what ended up winning? First Man. First Man. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, not not really the end of the world. It doesn't really matter. But mm. it would have been cool for Avengers to also pick that up. But I didn't think that the... I love that movie. That's probably my favorite Marvel movie. I don't know if it was necessarily the best CGI in <laughs> even all the Marvel movies. It had some great scenes. It had some kind of whatever ones. Um, like, I didn't even think... I didn't think that the CGI in Black Panther was the greatest of MCU films. Yeah. I think there were some weak points. That's fair. Um, I don't know if those CGI rhinos were really all that great. Yeah. And I feel like there were certain fight scenes. Like, when they were fighting in, like, the vibranium tunnels, mm-hmm. I don't know. We also had really shitty seats the first time. So That's that, true. that could have that could have uh, affected things. Affected things for sure. But the category that, before we move on to the last category that meant more to me, was uh, after talking to Todd this morning on the phone, he did make a good point about A Star is Born should have won Best Picture in his mind because I didn't know this. Bradley Cooper wrote it, directed it, started it, and wrote some of the music mm-hmm. for the film. And like, not to say that that means he should win, but that's fucking. He put a lot of work. Into put it. a lot of work into it. So it's like that's like that's like one of those scenarios where like that really sucks to lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he didn't. I feel like he didn't like he didn't win for Best Actor. I don't know if he was up for director or screenplay. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, but, like, the only thing that got an award there was Gaga's song, which he must have not wrote that song because he didn't go up to accept anything for it. Mm-hmm. It was her, Mark Ronson, and someone else. Um, so that just kind of sucks. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but I'm extremely happy that Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animated Film. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like that film should have been up for best picture. The world isn't ready for that yet. Uh, so I looked into that very topic because I was like, has an animated film ever been nominated for best picture? And so it's it has like three might have three times. There have been best picture animated films. Mm-hmm. Toy Story three was the last one in two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. The year before, two thousand ten, was up, mm-hmm. and then in nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety two, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um, and I believe the 92 one for Beauty and the Beast, I think that was before they made a separate category for animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or best, anim- they might have had other animated categories, mm-hmm. but I think it was before they made best animated feature film right. as a category. Um, but Toy Story and Up did go on to win best animated feature, they just didn't win best picture. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Toy Story 3 or Up, so I can't speak to really? those. Yeah, never did. Oh, wow, you're fucked up. Why am I fucked up? I said you fucked up. I'm not saying you are fucked up. Oh, which I mean, may I be, am fucked which up. Which may be true, yeah. but not my statement. I mean, it's not... For Up, it was just a general, like, I doesn't. I don't need to go out of my way to see this. Mm-hmm. For Toy Story 3, that is a film that I wanted to see and I just never did. Mm. The last time I looked, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is there or not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, Disney. 
Disney Plus. Um, but the, Toy Story three will be a movie I watch at some point, especially before four comes out. Mm-hmm. But uh, Into the Spider Verse was a special film, and I wouldn't have even have cared if it didn't. I mean, I would have cared if it didn't win, but I would have been so much happier if it was in that category because I really do feel like it should have been. It mm-hmm. was a fucking really good film. I saw it three times. Yeah. Um, I will say this in regards to that. Number one, a uh, fun fact is that Into the Spider-Verse winning um, Best Animated Picture was the first time Disney hasn't won since 2006. For every, every year except for like one year, Disney had a film nominated for Best Animated Film. So you're not, you're not including Pixar, is that what you're saying? Disney Pixar. But they, but they won in 2011 for Toy Story 3. Uh, maybe it was in 2011, it might have been 2012. There was a year where there was no Disney film... Even nominated. Even nominated. Okay, okay. But since 2006, they have won every one that they were nominated. Every Best Animated Picture that they were nominated for. Oh, I, I understood you incorrectly. Yeah. You said since 2006, they've won every single time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, last year, I don't know what they won for, but I think it was Moana and another movie that came out last year. I don't fucking know. I don't remember. But basically, every or two year, years ago, rather. every year they've won Best Animated Picture, except for that one year they weren't nominated for anything. What year did fucking Miyazaki take it home? Or is that considered Disney in America? That is not considered Disney in America, and that's the next part I was going to say to you. Um, what year did they not win? What, what won that year? Oh, Rango won that year. Okay, I think that might have been 2010. Is that DreamWorks? Uh, was it DreamWorks? I think so. I mean, it must be. Who else, like, big... Because Illumination wasn't making films then, was I don't it? think so. So, yeah, 2010, it was Rango that won. Um, and... Was that a good movie? I don't know. I never watched it. I think my mother Johnny saw Depp. It. Johnny Depp. Uh, the next thing I was going to say was, I, you know, I was reading typical Oscar stuff, and someone brought up like a very interesting quote by one of like the academy members that has to vote on these films mm-hmm. and basically it was very you know telling about how they view animated films which is basically like you know typically they don't even watch these films they just kind of pick whatever their kids happen to like like they don't fucking care it's like it's an animated film i don't really care that's fucking horrifying and um i wish i could find the exact quote because like it's very like uh in this instance, the guy's like, yeah, it's so weird that um, they had picked, oh, it was the year that Big Hero 6 won, I believe. And the guy, you know, says like, oh, you know, I picked it because my kids liked it. And it's weird that these two Chinese films are even nominated. And when he said two Chinese films, it was one Studio Ghibli movie, which is not Chinese, and like some <laughs> other film from like, I don't remember what the other country was. It wasn't, it wasn't China. Yeah. But like, that's... That's basically how they view animated films over there. Like, they don't, they don't give a shit. Uh, Spirit Away was two thousand two. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like Into the Spider Verse should have been nominated for Best Picture or no? I I can't. I feel like I can't confidently say like it should be nominated because I watched like a grand total of what five movies. Yeah, I mean, but also I don't watch a lot of movies, Mm -hmm. but still, like. Like I enjoyed I, the film. Like I, I loved, I like I loved, you know, plenty of like Marvel movies that came out over the mm-hmm. past few years. I don't know if I'd ever nominate any of them as best picture, mm-hmm. but like Into the Spider Verse, 
touched me. Like, that was a good movie. And I thought, like, beyond just it being a good movie, like, it was well acted. It was, the, the visual effects, the animation were fucking phenomenal. I just, in the mute, the mute, the sound direction, the sound design, I, I just thought it was such a great film that, mm. you know, it makes me think, is, is this better than Homecoming? Is this the best spider movie they've ever made? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it should have been nominated or anything for best picture, but it was definitely a good film, and I'm glad. Like, it definitely deserved... It 100% deserved, deserved the win. I didn't see Isle of Dogs. I heard it was good, too. Uh, I watched Isle of Dogs. I enjoyed it, but I, I, like, I, haven't, I haven't watched a lot of his films, mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know if they're all... Like, when I look at, like, a trailer for, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I always wanted to watch and just never did, I feel like they're kind of derivative of each other. So I don't know if all of his films kind of, like, flow in the same fucking river. Mm-hmm. Not to discredit Isle of Dogs. It was beautiful. Another great cast and good good voice acting. Um, the story was not, like, amazing. I felt like Into the Spider-Verse, for sure, had, like, way more, like depth and and stuff to take away mm-hmm. not that that like does or doesn't discount a movie from winning an award or anything but uh i personally think that it it being such a standout film for me over the past you know 30 years of my life like spider-verse is, is probably one of my favorite movies of all time i'd put it in my top 10 i think okay granted again you know my fucking movie watching habits and what I've seen but I really enjoyed that film I really wish it was just nominated for best picture I think that they shouldn't just put and I'm sure there's probably just not even a lot of nominations for animation in best picture but like I don't want them to just put things there to nominate a fucking animation movie there but I feel like that deserved it it was it was a good film by the way um, 2010 Toy Story 3 2011 Rango so just a uh... Oh, so then I said the date's wrong. Yeah. And come to think of it, I do remember it coming out in 2000. I remember Toy Story 3 coming out in 2010. Wait, so Rango... We're talking about, we're talking about Best Animation, though. Rango wasn't nominated for Best Picture, was it? No. Okay, okay. I still got the year wrong, but I just wanted to make sure I, yeah. I wasn't like missing all these animated films that were nominated for Best Picture and stuff. Um, but moving right along here getting off the Oscar talk. So, there was, and I think we briefly touched on this in the the past, because there was a uh, talk that got announced being at GDC, which hasn't happened yet, but it's not, no details were given except for the fact that the title of the talk is Xbox Live, or I don't know if this is the actual title, but it's Xbox Live is coming to Nintendo Switch, Mm -hmm. iOS, and Android. And that set the fucking gaming internet ablaze about what could this mean, what's going to happen, why is you know this this going to be a thing. Now there's rumors coming out that are supposedly credible, and it's being reported on multiple different sites that we are getting Game Pass and XCloud, in addition to Xbox Live, coming to. Uh, the switch Switch. that's all me so that's a lot of things that's the link is to like where that quote came from 
Okay. Do I need to read it right now? You can read it right now. That's okay. just the quote I was just talking about. Okay, cool. I will check it out after. Um, so, if this rumor happens to be true, this is like a fucking loaded gun. This is a big topic. This is like a lot of moving parts here, a lot of things that can really change the future of the industry. Like, this is not just, this isn't just like, hey, Microsoft and Nintendo are making a commercial about Minecraft together. This isn't that. This isn't, hey, you know, we're going to let you put Donkey Kong Country on the virtual console. This this isn't that. This is, like, way fucking bigger than that. This isn't, you know, hmm, maybe Banjo will be in Smash, you know, rumors, stuff like that. This is, like, next level, completely different than, you know, seeing a Microsoft-published game like Minecraft on a Nintendo platform. This is... Quite frankly, something that has me excited, something that has me nervous, and something that I just can't wait to hear more about. And what I want to know... Now, this is obviously all speculation. We don't know if any of this is true. We know that the Xbox Live thing is something. We just don't know what that means. Um, But if the Game Pass thing is true and the xCloud thing is true, what do you think that would mean for not only Nintendo, but Microsoft going forward? Uh, I think it means a lot of... Um, well, for starters, uh, Xbox hardware, you know, not doing too hot, especially in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a way for them to get a foothold in Japan, which would be nice. Yes. Um, on the off chance that, for whatever reason, Microsoft says, we're not going to do hardware anymore, they can still continue to put out products on Nintendo, which seems to be fucking fine high. So here's, here's the thing that's very interesting, is that... I don't know how as of how recently, but as of very recently... Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, has come out and said that there is there there's future Xbox hardware. Like there are things coming. Mm-hmm. This is not like we're third we're not second now. Like this is not that. And even if that were the case, Microsoft they just acquired a bunch of studios, so they do have things coming in the pipeline, but they don't have a lot of a lot of like first party titles that would be I don't know like yeah if you are a software company not making hardware hardware doesn't really make you a lot of money like Sony Sony and Microsoft do not make a lot of money off hardware Nintendo works their stuff out to be more profitable and that's probably a lot to do with usually Nintendo platforms aren't like here's the latest chips like they're a little bit behind which is probably how they can make them more profitable i would mm-hmm. assume the parts aren't aren't like the absolute fucking latest thing and at least i'm trying to remember i don't know about the wii or the wii u i can't remember right now but i know that the gamecube had its own custom built chipset mm-hmm. i know that the switch does i don't know if that's the normal for all of them i don't think it is like i i don't think xbox and Sony necessarily use like proprietary chipsets that get built specifically for them. I don't know. 
no, I don't think they do. I but on know. Nintendo's case, they do. Like, I, I, I want to say that the GameCube had, like, a special chipset made by IBM. And then I think some of the special chipset in the Switch is NVIDIA. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, let's, um, uh, uh, Navi, go fact check that for me. Yeah, Navi, go, go for that one out. She's not in the room. She's also a cat. So, so do you think that this would result in a positive or negative thing for Microsoft? Mm, I mean, on the surface, you would think positive because it would potentially mean people signing up for a service that otherwise wouldn't have bought the hardware which you know maybe that still works out for them maybe that yeah that's all they really need well so think about it this way is we live in an age i don't know if this speaks for you but it 100 speaks for me it literally got brought up in the kitchen while we we're eating pizza earlier i have subscriptions to many services one of them being CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you last time I turned that fucking thing on. Right. Still charges me every month. I don't know if you have similar services that you pay for and just never cancel for some reason. Oh, yeah. Plenty. So if Microsoft's part of their play here, which is I'm sure what it is, is get in Xbox Live and or Game Pass on these other platforms, there will be people that get it and either barely use it or... Just fucking never, never unsubscribe because it's a couple bucks, ten bucks. Do you think I would also need to pay for Nintendo service to use theirs? So that's a interesting thing that I've been trying to figure out. It depends. It so if if the Xbox Live thing is true, and it's just Xbox Live, what I would assume that is going to mean is that it's just going to give you a way to. Maybe access like the Xbox's dashboard, but like a lighter version of that, so you could see your friends that were online. You could maybe do party chat through that. I don't know if that would be a thing that Nintendo will let them do, but I don't really know what else they would like. What would what would be the purpose then of bringing Xbox Live to your Switch? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would be to do a chat service, if it would be to be able to see your friends list, which I don't know why I would just want to look at my friends list on my Switch. That's on Xbox, because what what would be the point of that? Especially because there's an app I can just download on my phone that I have that I could just look that way, or I don't know, just turn my Xbox on. Why am I even on my Switch if I care about what my Xbox friends are doing? I think the other part of it might be, since again Nintendo doesn't have an achievement system or a trophy system like Microsoft and Sony do. I don't know if they, I don't know if this would get okayed or Nintendo would allow it or if there'd even be a way to do it. I don't know if it would then Microsoft be like, we're going to go in and make achievement lists for Nintendo games, mm-hmm. and it would just be tied to your Microsoft account, which I wouldn't hate, because that, that would be just another thing for me to do. Or, if they're going to um, make it so that games that are also available on Xbox, that are on Switch, if you're playing on your Switch, you can log into your Xbox Live account and get achievement credit that way. Because I know, at least with Minecraft, it being a Microsoft title, if you're playing on your Switch and unlock a Minecraft achievement, it pops on your Xbox for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if that what what the play is. Um, in my brain, I always thought that 
even if the Xbox Live thing coming to Switch was a very minor thing, it would be them laying the groundwork to potentially do xCloud and or... Uh, I don't... I don't... I think they're changing the name of Windows Play Anywhere or their X, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. but that type of service. Um, I guess it would just get rolled into xCloud at that point because it would need to be cloud-powered for it to run on the Switch, some of those games. Yes. Um, so I, I really don't know what the Xbox Live service would end up being. So... What what was your what was the initial thing you said that made me go off on that fucking crazy tangent? Uh, it depends on what your question was. I don't fucking remember. I I said something about oh I had asked um, would you need X would you need Nintendo's online service? Yes. So I don't know what the play would be here because if if you would need Nintendo online to use Game Pass games. it's tough because it, it really all boils down to what Nintendo's working out here. Like, if the goal is to get Game Pass over there, maybe maybe it's a different type of payment plan. Maybe it's not, I have Game Pass on my Xbox, now I can also just have it there. Maybe it's like, oh, I have Xbox, so Game Pass is still just 10 bucks a month. But if I want, like, Game Pass Deluxe or something, I now have to pay a separate service. I don't see why it would have to be locked under Nintendo's online. Clearly, games can exist without it because at least Fortnite doesn't require you to have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are other non-Nintendo games that allow you to bypass something. it. Like, I don't know if like something like Paladins or, or something allows you to, to do that. Um, do you think that... Like, if you were to scroll through the list of games on Game Pass, clearly some of those games, maybe a lot of those games, would have to be either have a studio like Panic Button go in and, like, make a Switch version, or they would have to be Mm cloud-powered. And we know the Switch can handle cloud-powered games because in Japan, they've done it with Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Resident Evil 7. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely doable. And you look at stuff like Google did last year mm-hmm. with Assassin's Creed. People were running that on the shittiest of shitty computers. Mm-hmm. I ran it on my fridge. You have a smart fridge? No. Okay. Fucking liar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- did Microsoft also do a small Microsoft xCloud thing last year or no? Um, if they did a beta of it, uh, then I definitely was not involved or looked into it. Hmm. So it, it, it's it's tough to say. XCloud, I could 100% be, see them doing that. When it comes to Game Pass, that's the one that gets murky because I don't know how that would shake out as far as being able to play all those games on Switch. Again, a lot of those games don't have Switch versions, so if they were... And this is like little details, but, you know... If the game has a tutorial and says you need to press A to jump, that's obviously not the same on Switch. It yeah. would it would technically be B to jump, but I'm sure that other things would have to get reworked in the in the framework of those games to work outside of just like menu prompts and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how 
the stuff like that would get accomplished, which is, again, like smaller things, but when it comes to like, no, I guess they do have the same amount of buttons on the same controllers. Yes. So they have the same, they have four face buttons, four triggers, um, two, two, I don't know what they're called, but like pressing down on the two joysticks. Yeah. I don't know what that button input would be called. Uh, it definitely has a name. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it has a name. I just, like on, on PlayStation, it's R3 and R and yeah. L4, L3. But on Xbox, it's not that. I don't know what the fuck it's called, though. It's just, it's just click your joystick. Yeah, clickies. Go, go for the clickies. Yep, but there's stuff like that that's just little things that can probably be overcome not as difficult as they sound. Um, but it... Like, I don't know how the payout structure of Game Pass works for the games that aren't Microsoft titles involved. So would that mean the service would have to go up in price? Like, I don't know how that would shake down. Obviously, they would be working those deals out. But I really think that it would be a sort of slimmed down version of Game Pass. I don't think it would be, like, full Game Pass. Yeah. Like, I think it would. what it would ultimately be would be probably Microsoft published titles. And that's probably it. At so least the saying, start. You're saying when uh, little little boy Nicky, when he picks up his Nintendo Switch and he gets his Game Pass on his Switch and the new uh, Forza comes out, it's like, day one, I can play it on my Game Pass. Well, so that's the other thing is, is obviously there has to be some things in line here to protect Microsoft's own hardware. So... On Game Pass with Microsoft published titles, when Crackdown 3 comes out, when the next Forza comes out, well, Crackdown 3 just came out, when the next Halo comes out, when the next Gears of War come out, those all launch day and date on Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Maybe on non-Xbox Game Pass, those games don't launch day and day and date. You know what I mean? Like, I would imagine there would be some sort of reason to really make you want to play on your Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be a way to do it. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're launch exclusive on Xbox, but they come to the other platforms a couple months or something, a couple mm-hmm. weeks. I don't know. Um, the thing that you brought up is, I think, a very valid point. Microsoft struggles in Japan. I don't know if they struggle. I don't know if what other Asian countries it's available in, but I'm sure they struggle in that market altogether. But definitely in Japan. Um, Nintendo playing nice with them and having Microsoft representation on a Nintendo platform on an extremely popular Nintendo platform would only make people more prone to enjoy Xbox titles. Especially, the way that I look at it is I think that part of this play is Microsoft doesn't need to make a handheld they probably look at the Switch as more of a companion console that a lot of people have the Switch and something else mm-hmm. for like the more dedicated gamers, which would probably ultimately be a lot of the people that would care about Game Pass. I would assume that the Game Pass... I would assume that Game Pass... I mean, and they have better access to these analytics, obviously, but I would assume that Game Pass is like... Hardcore Xbox gamers all have it. Fair. Um, that that would be my guess. So, 
if they're trying to go after the hardcore Nintendo gamer, this would be something to do. It could be a way for Nintendo to, to if we're getting big titles, big marquee Xbox titles, it'll be a way for them to, the future of the Switch, pad out their yearly lineup where it's like, okay, cool, we have this new Forza game. It's coming out in October. It's going to you know launch on Game Pass, so it'll be technically a Switch game. So we don't need to fucking worry about October. We can put something out in September and November. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it would be a way for Nintendo to pad out their years going forward. Um, but when it really comes down to it, I think that it's just... Microsoft can make a lot of money putting this on other platforms. Because I don't think it's on PC right now, but I'm sure, I'm sure that's part of the plan. What, Xbox Live? I, Game Pass. Game Pass? Uh, probably not. So, if you're going to be attacking mobile, Game Pass, and Switch, I mean, that's, that's a lot of fucking money on the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think that it's going to, to be a very successful decision for everyone that decides to allow it to happen on their platform. Sony would be the only one that... I, I don't know. Even if I'm Mr. Sony, like, I would want that on fucking PlayStation because there are people that just like PlayStation and there are people that just like Xbox and there are people that just like Nintendo. And those people, for the most part, are going to just buy those platforms first because that's what they like. If If I was a Sony, you know, in the Sony ecosystem mainly, and I had the option to spend $10 a month to play these games that I normally wouldn't be able to because they're on Xbox, I would have to imagine that I would buy that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if if I'm an Xbox person, Xbox Nintendo, if I had the option to play God of War in Horizon in Spider-Man by just paying a monthly fee on my Xbox, I probably never would have bought a PlayStation. Will Microsoft lose some console sales for that? Sure. But will the amount of people that buy a Game Pass change that? Like, would it make it, pro- you know what I mean? Like, make mm. it profitable? I don't know. I don't either. I'm out of money, man. But th- there, cl- there clearly could be... Like, there has to be a reason why this would make sense for Microsoft to do it. Yeah, probably. But I don't got that big brain. I don't got that big corporate brain. Figure it out. I wonder if they look at stuff like Minecraft. Minecraft was its own thing for a long time. It wasn't available on every platform, but it was available on a lot of platforms. Mm -hmm. Microsoft purchased it for a lot of money. Mm, Boku bucks. Microsoft at that point could have then said, all right, now we're going to pull it back and it's a Microsoft and PC only thing. They could have done that. Mm -hmm. Instead, they chose to still put it out on the 3DS the Switch, the Wii U, the Vita, PS4. I don't know if it was on PS3 or not. But it it was on all of those platforms. I wonder if Microsoft looks at that model and says, we could have kept this as an exclusive, a reason for people to stay on Xbox. But look at all the money we're making by putting it fucking everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the other rumor is, specifically in the rumor, uh, they said that 
titles being looked at being published on the Switch are Cuphead, Ori in the Blind Forest, and there was another one. Um, personally, the Game Pass thing for me as a gamer would be fantastic. If that actually happens, I don't know, but I could 100% see them just picking and choosing games they decide to publish on multiple platforms. Even if it's not, you know, Cuphead comes out, you know, on Xbox for a year, and then they, like, yep, yeah, we're going to throw it on Switch now, too. I'd fucking buy it again. And there's, I don't know, what, 40 million Switches out there right now? I'm sure a lot of those people don't have an Xbox and haven't played Cuphead. Mm-hmm. So they'd probably buy that fucking game. So, um, I don't know. I think that the Game Pass thing, if it came, would end up being a at least to start a slimmer slimmer version. And XCloud, I think, is a no-brainer. I think that in order for Nintendo to even attempt to do a streaming service in the U.S. for games that can't run on the system natively, it would have to be partnered with Google or Microsoft mm-hmm. to, to achieve that. So I could see that. I'll tell you right now, though, any of this is true, we are 100% getting a Microsoft-owned property in Smash. Like, without a doubt. Mm. What if the April Smash update is... We heard your fucking complaints about how shitty... Even though I don't really think it's that shitty. But Smash Online is... So it now runs on Xbox Live. The thing that I don't know is... You probably know this answer, and I'm an idiot. Nintendo Online, that functions because Nintendo has servers that keep this on. Is that what goes on here? I imagine on some level that is true. So, But I believe that... I mean, like, for instance, I believe they're actual... Like, when we play Smash, like, one person is actually hosting the game, and we're all kind of connecting to him mm-hmm. which is why Nintendo's service costs so little money because like they're kind of facilitating that connection but they're not like hosting a server for us to play on okay yeah so there's definitely some games that like when a match starts it looks for the person with the best connection hosted mm-hmm. okay so I wonder like I don't know how Xbox Labs infrastructure works like got it. it's well, the infrastructure, I guess, is better. Or, like, the service itself is better and it offers more. Mm-hmm. But it, let's just say Microsoft became... Xbox Live became Nintendo's internet service. Mm-hmm. Would their internet be better? I think so. Okay. At least, I would say the quality of online gaming for Nintendo people would be better. Okay. This is what confuses me about Xbox Live coming there. Other than if they didn't bring the other services like Game Pass and or whatever. Nintendo is actively trying to make Nintendo Online a viable thing and a thing that they want people to buy. Mm -hmm. I don't see them all of a sudden just saying, yeah, we're going to get rid of this and Xbox Live is what you pay for. I don't see them doing that. Yeah. What I can see happening is... Game Pass and xCloud don't become their own products anymore and instead 
are products within Xbox Live. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they try to market Game Pass, Play Anywhere, and xCloud as the suite of services offered within Xbox Live. Mm. Like, maybe we see the price of Xbox Live go up a little bit to include Game Pass in it. Uh. So that way... Yeah, Xbox Live is coming to Switch because an Xbox Live includes the typical Xbox Live features, parties and this and that, mm-hmm. but it also includes Game Pass and xCloud. Mm-hmm. If it comes there, you could then potentially see other third parties who... Okay, I'm, I'm fucking Mr. Activision. I want to put the next Call of Duty on Switch. It can't really run on there. Oh, but it could run on the cloud. Oh, but then we have to make a whole cloud service for that? Okay, we're just going to put it through Microsoft's channel to get onto Switch. Like, if that's part of Microsoft's play, to be like, we're going to basically be a publisher for third parties on the Switch that can't get on there without cloud services. That would be fucking... They'd make a lot of fucking money doing that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think there's a lot of play here and a lot of stuff we don't know, and I'm excited to find out what all of those may or may not be, Mike. Mm-hmm. But before we can ever find out what this stuff will turn out to be, I don't know. We that's all we got. Oh, we're just we're, we we're not gonna know for a little bit. Nope. We might find out some more GDC. We might find out some more at E3. I don't know. I mean. Sony's not a D3. Fucking Microsoft and Nintendo could do whatever the fuck they want. It's true. What if what if they took Sony's spot as a joint spot? I, I don't know what that would mean. Yeah, I don't either. Me either. Anyways, Mike, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. Uh-huh. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higgins and Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a fan of the show and want to support us, easiest, freest way to do that is to share us on social media and to leave us a review on iTunes. Those both help us tremendously. If you do have a few bucks to spare, you can... Go to our Patreon and become a patron at patreon.com slash passthecontroller or buy something from our shop at passthecontroller.threadless.com. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much that's all I got, Mike. Yeah, me too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pass the Controller Podcast, episode 131. <laughs>